to the Well Good Chat. Thank you for taking the time to kind of chat with me today. Did you want to, for those that don't know who you are, did you want to say who it is you are and currently what job role it is that you're doing? Thanks for having me, Fran. It's been loads of years. I know, it's been I know. A long time. Um, so I'm Aaron Webster. I'm 42 years old, and I work for Burton Albion still um, <laughs> in a player care role. So that's wow. um, that's a role of supporting our footballers across kind of all ages with with just with life, the ups and downs of trying to be a footballer, and um, wow. whether it's injury, education. Um, arranging a, a life skills program wow. or even more sadder when boys get released and the support mechanism um, to try and help them basically keep spirits high and go on to pastors new so oh, yeah it's, wow. a, it's a big big job yes I bet and what age of youngsters are you dealing with in that um, from under 9 to all the way up until under 18 so um, wow. yeah just yeah a big widespread area of age and it's. I, I love my role. I'm really passionate about it because one day, not so long ago, um, I was in their shoes. Uh, so I've wow. got real empathy with the boys who want to become footballers. Yes, yeah. And I suppose going back to the very beginning, before you obviously now have seen yourself in this role, which firstly, what an amazing role to be in. I suppose like it must feel a bit like a privilege in some respects, as challenging as it is, for you to know that you are there at somebody's... I suppose most desperate challenging times and that you can then guide them and as you said because you've seen it and been there I think that's just wonderful for you to put yourself in that position because it must be challenging as well so going back to Aaron as a as a youngster um, what was what was Aaron as a child like would you say um I'm not sure if my mum's going to listen to this, but I was, oh, yeah. I'm sure I was a good, I was a good boy and um, I was very, I was motivated by football. Yes, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, sadly, so if any, any young footballers listen to this, don't take my advice. Uh, <laughs> I put football first Yeah. Um, and education kind of came second and it's weird how that's flipped and turned on its head yes. now with my role when I, I always say to young footballers that, yeah. no, you've got to put education <laughs> first. So, um, yeah, so... Um, Good boy, um, looked after my younger brother, I had responsibilities at home from a young age and um, at the time I probably thought I've got too much responsibilities here, I just want to be oh, a young lad. Yes, um, yeah. With a, with a single single parent as a mum who had two or three different part-time jobs, um, wow. I was quite hands-on at home wow. and at the time it was tough. Now, yeah. as, when, I, when I grew up I thought that, that stood me in great stead to, yes. to move out and be able to cook, clean yes. and just be responsible for myself. Definitely, so, um, definitely. No, I had really good kind of learnings um, um, the way I was raised from by my mum. So, um, Brilliant. And then just even as a kid, yeah, football was just number one for me. Um, yes. It's something I always wanted to do. I, I never knew what level I wanted to play at, but it was something I wanted to to do every day. Yeah. And um, obviously, being privileged enough to become a professional um, when I became 28 years old with Burton wow. Albion when we got promoted, um, I just think all that repetition and just what what I did day to day. Yes. If I'm on second to the shop, I bring a football with me. <laughs> oh, as a bless kid. Yeah. So I, bless I always had a football yeah. at my side, and that yes. probably helped me be like. Definitely. Fulfill a dream. Definitely. Because what would you say, can you remember the first age that you were when you actually joined a, a team? So obviously playing yourself, taking the football to the shops. Yeah. But at what age were you when you actually started 
playing for a team? Um, I think I was seven years old, so football started from the living room, rolled up socks, breaking <laughs> ornaments. Yes. Um, in Sounds the, like <laughs> in the in the in the car park um, behind our house, or playing Kirby with my mates. But the first time I played football was when I was seven, and um, I was in yeah, I was in year three. Is it called now? The first yes. year of junior first, school. Yes, yeah. And I got picked to play with. Um, year six boys so I was, wow. I was playing three or four years ahead of myself because wow. so, that must have been kind of quite we say when our little boy plays with his cousins it's quite good because you're having to kind of hold yourself yeah. against a lot yeah. so a, a year three against a year yeah. six so just yeah not knowing obviously being in and immersed in football and yes. coaching now and I don't know if we were to ever have a, a boy at Burton and we'd put him three or four years ahead it must be some yeah. kind of player really yeah. so yeah Definitely. I didn't know at the time it was um, it was that good or anything but that's just how it was and I think that's the difference between back then and today where like you say you normally have to stay with your own groups yes. or, or age groups kind yes. of thing where back then I think what what was lucky for me was that I could mix it with older people yes, or even yeah. in, my, in my own time I'd play with my uncles on yes, the park and yeah. um, don't get me wrong I'd get roughed up <laughs> yeah. but it probably helped me be able to play for Burton Albion in their first team at 17 years old because wow. I've always I've already had that physicality of yes. kind of the way I was raised in football Definitely. where I don't think boys get that these days which is a little bit sad yes. they normally have to stay during like with their own age group as yes. they get older and um, some mature physically more quicker than others some take a little bit more time but um, yeah years ago you could just go and mix it, it yeah. with anyone and I'd always say that helped me yes because what would you say with regards to if you were then playing with school with um, age groups higher at what point did because you said you joined Burton Albion at 17 had you been spotted or scouted I think they call it uh, before then, or was it you were playing with your school, you got yes. scouted, how did that come So about? I played for my school team and then um, I remember I became nine years old and my, my PE teacher at school advised me to go to Derby Boys Trials. Oh, right. And um, yeah, I, I, I did that somehow. Um, back then there was, I had a great support network from mum, uncles, but nobody drove. Oh, right. <laughs> nobody drove, right. so... Um, I think I was quite lucky in in my kind of future of football that it started that way. Everyone used to pick me up five or six days of the week, wow. and um, it probably I don't know was it because I was a nice boy or was I really good at football? Yeah. But um, <laughs> we, our family needed that support for me yes. to get the opportunity. So with even without that opportunity and that support from people picking me up, I, probably, I wouldn't be sat here with you wow. today, kind of thing. Wow. I know. I know, so um, yeah, this Derby Boys trial was really successful and I actually played for Derby for five or six years after oh, that wow. until I was 14 or 15 oh, wow. and then I got the opportunity to sign for Coventry City. Oh, brilliant. They were in the Premier League at the time and um, I was travelling over there with another boy from um, Derby called Mark Fern and um, we'd go and train for, and play for Cov and then... Got to 16 and then um, it was the first time I was told I wasn't good enough wow. in a football sense and wow. it was it was earth shattering, honestly. Imagine that, I've just, I've just said I was playing from seven years old yes. with 11 years, when yes. boys are 11. Yeah. And then um, so I'm getting into Derby and playing grassroots and as a young boy and then obviously Coventry who are a Premier League team. So it's just 
it, my kind of trajectory in football was kind of like yeah, that. So it's all yeah. positives and good words, yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden, um, yeah, it just all comes tumbling down where I was told I wasn't good enough for them. And at what, uh, when that happened, and at that age, what, I suppose, how did you bring it back to, okay, I'm not kind of going on to, to pursue with, with them, but actually I can look somewhere else. I can, how did, or did somebody kind of say, okay, we'll take you on? How did you then manage to kind of find another club? Um, at first, it just made me hate football. Oh, so this, did it? Yeah, so did this it is, really? Yeah. Oh. So I, I played it every single day, even if it was for a team or just in the living room or car park. It yes. made me fall out of no. love straight away. Oh, and, bless. Um, so, yeah, I remember not, I'm not kicking the ball for three months. And then no, I just, three months? Yeah, it was. And that's a long time for that's a teenager, long, isn't it? From, like, no. Literally from, from the moment you probably could walk. <laughs> To them, like, three months. It's a long time for a, for a young child. And, I just, yeah, just my mindset was, I'm not good enough. I've been told, oh. um, yeah, I need to be better at this and better, and I need to improve in that area. So, yeah, I found it difficult. And yeah. no one from kind of Coventry or, football, or the football world really stuck by me. And, um, again, this is why I love my role today and why every club has to have a player care lead because... Yes. Yeah, when I was a kid, no one was there. But luckily, I had a real good support network from behind me, and right. um, with my uncles and my mom. And even when I was ready to play football again, I remember me and my uncle coming up with. Um, we wrote a letter, so it's a little bit different to yes, it's a long time ago. <laughs> we wrote a letter and sent it to all the ninety-two football league clubs. Did you? Just about kind of what I've done as a young footballer who I've played for. So a bit of a football CV, just to try and get an opportunity to nine, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That, yeah, so that, yeah. That just to try and get a couple of opportunities. Got a couple of trials out of it and yeah. they weren't successful. And um, I just, yeah, I was still at school at the time, obviously going for my exams. And um, again, one of my PE teachers said, um, why don't you go and have train at Burton Albion, why don't yeah. you? And at the time, I'd, I'd not even know who Burton <laughs> Albion were. I'm from Derby and not knowing, yeah. obviously, yeah. when you watch football, you just look at Premier League yeah. and not yeah. step four or five of non-league kind yeah. of things. So, um, yeah, so I got a contact number and um, luckily the first game I went to play for Burton was at the old baseball ground where Derby used to play, the right. old stadium. Yes. And yeah. I used to live Stones Throw away. Oh, brilliant. So I could just walk down the road and... Um, brilliant. Yeah, my first game for Burton Albion's youth team was when I was 16. It was against Derby. Wow. It played really well and they wanted to sign me after that for the youth Amazing. team. Amazing. But it so. took you to contact them. Yeah. That's the key yeah. thing that, like, I suppose stands out to me is that you could have just sat back and gone, okay, that's it, then the Premier League team doesn't want me. But And, and bless your uncle for taking the time mm -hmm. to also sit with you and help you write the 92 <laughs> letters. Oh my gosh, can you imagine that? Um, and then, yeah, and then even at that point, him then saying, what about, or like Burton Albion, yeah. it, it was you being proactive to, to kind of get there. Would you say that that, I suppose, mentality and being more proactive is what has then helped you, I suppose, in, in life generally? I think so, because if, if I would have been in that kind of... Um, down door moment of not wanting to play football again for that three months. If that would have extended, I probably would have missed the opportunity to go to the yeah, and then yeah. look, obviously look how it's 
how it's patterned its way to me being here and playing 600 yes. games for them. It could have been very different yeah. if I just wanted to be like down and yeah. kind of um, not wanting to get back out there and bounce back. So um, that is it. That's incredible. And so then when you signed for Burton as part of their youth team, yeah. then, and I know things are very different uh, nowadays because I think in football senses there was like a youth team, a reserves, first yeah. team. Whereas now, like how you point out, there's under nines, under 11, yeah. there's so many mm. different um, age mm. groups. And I suppose that's where people are getting dropped from a younger age, um, which is quite sad as well. Um, but with regards to, say, Burton and you join their youth team, how would you say your journey then went from that age right the way through to where you are now as player care lead? Did you have ups and downs within Burton? And because I'm, I'm guessing. Um, when managers change, they yeah. bring in new people, they kind of can be seen to be favouring certain people. Mm. How has all of that played a part with regards to your life at Burton when you were a player? Um, good question. I'd, I'd say I've had loads more ups and downs at, at Burton Albion as a player. So. Brilliant. All other footballers will have different kind of paths yes. and careers and ups and downs. But yeah. Even though I didn't go through many downs, I've seen a lot as well because yes. um, the amount of years and games I've played and yes. people who I've met. Yes. Um, luckily, sir, at Burton Albion, we was able to get better each year, sign more yeah. players, compete a little bit more. Yes. Nigel Clough comes in, yes. so we're going up the leagues with yeah. promotion. Yeah. We're getting closer to the football league. Um, so in a football sense, no real grumbles about my time at Burton Albion. I got to play, yeah, six hundred games, wow. score over a hundred goals, wow. and then and then to be able to work at the club after. Yes, first yes. with the community trust, now with the academy. Yeah. Um, I think my more downs were away from Burton. So, um, right. as a, as an eight, 17, 18 year old. Um, it was always in the paper out while I was doing, loads of clubs were coming to watch me. Yes. Um, at the time, I didn't really think about it. Obviously, coming from a Premier League team like Coventry, yeah. all of a sudden I'm loved again and I'm at Burton. Yeah. So at the time, Burton Albion is my world of yes. football. I don't yeah. know what else is outside yes. of it. Yeah. I was just like really happy with the opportunity I was given. I, I played for the first team at 17 in front of 600 people wow, at Eaton yeah. Park and I'm like, yeah. Bloody hell, this, <laughs> this is it, yeah. This, yeah. I thought I made it yeah. kind of thing. Um, but then, yeah, I had loads of trials, I went to Sheffield United, Manchester City, Derby, Birmingham, Crew Alexander wow. and this was like the real, the realness of football and the not so nice side of it. Right. So. I remember going to Manchester City and there were some like great names there. Yes. And um, this was this was a time where I wasn't training with under 18s anymore. I was right. trying to get professional deals. Yes, yeah. And um, I just remember sitting in the in the changing room, just in the corner, and I'm just like I'm now, yeah. but yeah. imagine Man City's changing room compared to the one at Eaton Eat Park. Park. Yeah. <laughs> we're all close to each other. In a small radius, <laughs> yeah. Man City is huge, but everyone else yeah. is on the far side. And, and I'm just like getting dressed, and I'm thinking, Bloody hell, he's played for Liverpool, he's played for England, he's played yeah. here. I'm just like in awe. In awe, yeah. But I'm, I'm 50 yards away yeah. from everyone. So, so they not, didn't really. No, make so no one really. No, no, but not at all. Sad. It is sad, but I can see why it's like that. I can see why because it's. 
it's everyone's individual livelihoods kind of thing. So when a trialist comes in, everyone's probably thinking, well, he's coming for my, he's coming for my spot. Because that's, yeah. be, that's when it becomes competitive and dog-eat-dog, dog, where... Oh I know, gosh, I know. So yeah. I remember going out to train with him with some like, amazing players. I won't name drop, um, but I remember I still played with a fear when I was on the pitch with him. For one, yeah. these are guys I watch on Match of the yeah. Day on Sunday. Yes. Two, thinking, right, I'm, I'm just only a Burton Albion player who are five leagues below these guys. Oh. So my, my performance wasn't great. Oh, bless you. So I, I, I remember when I came back to Burton after the two weeks of being at Man City and I thought, right, they didn't make me feel good no, at all. No, And it made me think, is this what elite football yeah. looks like? Yeah, because do like, you actually want yeah, to Yeah, do you just look after yeah. yourself? Yeah. Do, you, do you just care for yourself and no one else? You just do your own thing, train, go home. Is that what it really looks like? Yeah. If it is, it's not for That's, me. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I remember going back to Burton and, um, and Burton and I were in a family club anyway. Yeah, just, yeah. And I just thought, right, I'm going to make, I'm going to try and help someone's experience of being with Burton better than what I am oh, in the city. Oh, what a lovely thing to do. And um, I just thought whether it's a trialist or a new signing, yeah. as soon as anyone comes in the building, yes. I'm going to go up to him straight away and shake his hand, oh. introduce myself. Oh, that is so And lovely. make sure he just feels like a little bit more welcome than oh. I did. And I don't, that's, that, that's a bit more to well up. That's just, so it, nice. That, honestly, that's what I took from going yeah, to them clubs. Don't yeah. get me wrong, other clubs, and they'll be the odd player, but the overall packages of making you feel part of it yeah. was just, yeah, it was very isolated. Yes. So I just made sure every time I, I came back after one of them experiences, yes. I'm just going to make... And it, I, I always had the perception of if it makes a footballer feel 10%, 15%, 20% better, yeah. he's going to help my team because yes. I'm playing yes. for Burton. He's going to help him and he's yes. going to play better. Yeah. Yeah. So I think so. this kind of player care of what I do today, I think it started years ago yeah. just off my yes. experiences yeah. of um, going on trial. Yeah. So even when we have trialists in now um, with the academy, I make sure I wait at the gate of the 3G pitch oh. and I introduce myself to the parents and, and the oh, kid. Just lovely. asking me who he supports, just start yeah, a conversation. Start that yeah, straight away, yeah. because I think without it, obviously, and I was 17, 18, 19, where yeah. I didn't have that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's already a challenge of these are good footballers you're going to try and play with yes. and, and compete against. Yeah. But um, like I say, that rapport is quite important. And yeah. I always think if I can kind of settle a young boy's nerves just by introducing yes. myself, being yeah. a bit silly, just yeah. putting myself on his level. Yeah. So I think that's come from my experiences of going on trial. Which, which to take a really sad experience when you were, at a, I'd say, like a vulnerable age in a nervous situation to then turn that round and use it as a positive not only within Burton but also then in your role with regards to the youngsters that you're seeing now I think it's just so wonderful that you did that because I think so many people can turn negative situations and it make them angry and then it actually cause negative kind of um, issues from it so the fact that you turned a negative into now such a positive and I think again when people are comfortable they're going to perform at their best as soon as people feel yeah. pressure mm -hmm. I think that I heard somewhere that apparently if you're under that much pressure if you're in an exam the third question down you wouldn't be able to write down what your mobile 
phone number is really? because wow. you're under that much pressure mm. your brain as if can't somebody will probably comment and say that that's not true <laughs> now but I definitely read it somewhere and it always stuck with me because then mm. I thought well if I'm ever feeling pressured getting worked up isn't then going to help me if I can try and stay yeah. calm and do what I can um, so the fact that you're adding that level is, is just brilliant um, if you don't mind me asking at what point did you make the decision or did you then take your kind of step back from playing at Burton to then kind of go more into the kind of coaching and the community side? Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. <laughs> I, think, oh. I think it came um, quite, not sudden, because when I, my last contract with Burton Abbey was when I was 33 years old. Right. And... Don't get me wrong, I, I weren't as quick as I used to be, or, yeah, I weren't as agile, um, but I was still, I still did think that I was worth another year kind of thing, and yes. I think this is something footballers do go through, that you think it's going to last forever, yeah. and it's yeah. probably, it's, it's one kind of job where it doesn't, you, you have a shelf life, and um, it's, it's, so it's great to see footballers now are retiring at a later age, because yes. there was always kind of, yeah. Once you get in your thirties years That's ago, it. you've got to look for past his new kind of yeah. thing. Where now, with all the sports science and the nutrition, yes. footballers are able to look after themselves so much more than they used to be. And yes. Some of the best players now are in the late thirties, yeah. which is great yeah. to see. So me being thirty-three and thinking I've got one more or a couple more years left, especially being a, a one-club man, yeah. I thought I thought they'd give me that time, but yes. they didn't. Right. So, um, yeah, I didn't get a new contract when I was 33 years old. And at the time, I just thought, I've not done anything else. Yeah. So, yeah. this again, this is why I would I love my job now. Because even, I work with the young boys, but I'll yeah. say to the pros, make sure yeah. you're doing something. Yeah. It's kind of learning off yes. where I went. Because yeah. one day, suddenly, it finishes. Yeah. But what are you doing on the side? Are, yeah. you, are you using the PFA to go down an education route of... Yes. I don't know, it could be just getting your coaching badges. Yes. It could be going to night school to get a plumbing course yes. done. It could be anything yes. that the yeah. Football Association do support players with. So that's that's good. So that's why I'd always say to the professionals, make sure you do something on yes. the side because yes. one day it does um, kind of finish yeah. and then you just don't want to be like me where you just you plunk there thinking, right, what am I going to do now? My only CV behind me is football. Yeah. And that's not really yeah. for the real world, yeah. is it? So yeah. um, so then, yeah, you, you probably drank there, but that's why I came around with um, opening up a bar in Burton. Yes. I, I, just, yes. I just thought, playing for the club for so long, going into a new business venture, um, it should work well just with my rapport with the yes. town and stuff like yeah. that. So um, I, I enjoyed it, but... It, may, it did make me realise that football is me. Yes. I think, I think probably, again, being a 15-year-old, 16-year-old boy who's, who's told he's not good enough at Coventry yeah. was probably similar to me not getting another contract at Burton when I was 33. Yes, so yeah. There was, there was bitterness towards Burton Albion. Oh. There, there was a bit of an anger. Oh. Um, but I think, looking back, I think that was my fault for not having anything on the side yes. or doing anything, yes. else, anything else yes. with my life. So um, I just thought, right, we've got to try and keep money in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so doing the bar was 
was the best idea at the time. But yes. like I said, it made me realise I've got to be around football yes. and young yeah. boys and supporting yeah. them. Yeah. I've been kicking the ball since I was a toddler myself. Yeah. Why am I not in, in that environment yes. yeah. with young boys just trying to give them wisdom and knowledge and learning off my experiences? Yes. So um, a couple of years later after doing the bar, Dudley Burton Albion Community Trust took me back. Amazing. And, mm. and what I would say is it's amazing how... It's like you were drawn back and actually there's probably no better person to be in that role than somebody that's lived it, breathed it and learnt from, and even like your experiences of how you said about Manchester City, like I'm sure the youngsters that maybe that are 14, 15 now and you've met them at the 3G pitch and then in 10 years time if they're then in the first team for Burton Albion and if I was to then chat with them, I bet you they will, if I was to say go back through your journey, I bet you any money they'll say, I'll never forget Aaron mm. that met me um, because at a time when I was the most nervous that I would ever be, to have that supportive arm is actually what kind of made me perform at my best because otherwise, like you said, you're probably getting loads of youngsters coming along, not performing at their best. Mm. and that's no good for anybody. No, it's not. Um, so, yeah, what a great position that, that you're in now. Um, when you, I suppose, have had those challenging times, is there anything either, uh, like, I don't know what, a phrase or a resource or a tool or something that you go to that kind of puts your mindset be like in a better position, would you say? For myself? Yes, like, so, so that... That when you're going through a challenging yeah. time, um, is there anything that you you think that always kind of you go back to or that that puts you in a better frame? I'm of not mind? sure, you know. Just just the question makes me think I need one. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, a good question. Um, I don't know because I, I love supporting people. Yes, people are my passion. Yes, yeah. So I'm really lucky that um, another one of my passions is football. So yes. I get to combine them both. Yes. Where I'll say, I'll say to everyone, I had the best job ever being a footballer. But yeah. now I'm happy enough to say I've got the second best job. Oh, great. So I'm lucky. No, yes. not many people get, get to, to get that. to say that. Yeah. Um, but it is challenging as well because obviously dealing with humans, and we're all different. Yeah. We all have different emotions yes. and feelings, and um, yeah speaking to a parent or finding out a boy doesn't love football at nine years old or ten years old, to me, it's, it breaks my heart. Yeah, yeah. Because I always rewind. I, I always rewind everything to what, whoever I'm working with or talking with. Yes. Just to kind of what I was like at yes, that age. Yes, yes. And um, that was always kind of fun-loving enjoyment. Of, but I suppose life, society, football, everything's so different these yes, days. Yes, yeah. Even just to try and have the thought of be wanting to become a footballer yeah. is it's a rat race yeah everybody wants to do it yeah. there's more kids now than before the there's youtube instagram yes. it's the prestige of being a footballer or even in the academy yeah. in an academy is just like it's it's huge yes and there's so many obstacles yes yeah. in that where comparing it to when i was a kid it just it feels like there was no obstacles. Yeah, yeah. I, I played football for school, grassroots, Derby, then Coventry, but 
it was just all because of fun. So, yeah, yeah, you it enjoyed, it yeah, was enjoyed. It wasn't it? like, oh, I've got to be really good this year, yeah. so they keep me on next year. Yeah. That's what boys are going yeah. through right yeah. now. We've yeah. just had retain release conversations with across all ages from nine to sixteen. Wow. And there's some there's some parents and boys on the other on the other line when we do it on Zoom, you could see the nerves. Oh, so it's like it's like every year is a build up for this conversation whether we want to keep or retain you yeah. or, or get rid of you. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like if they get some a positive call, you can see the relief and the yeah. happiness. Yes. For me, that's obviously a nice that's side a, of yeah. it. But then, yeah. in too much time, the new season starts. You're gonna build up again to that to get yes. to this same place yes. next year. So it's. I always say to every parent, I love that I've got four daughters yeah. and, and they're not in this kind of yeah. football environment yeah. because I can't even, I don't even know how to advise a football parent because it is so tough, the sacrifices they're making, yeah. they're, they're, they're driving out four or five nights of the week up and down the country, yeah. straight after school, they've got to have food prepped for the bun- for the boys, just to give them the best chance. Yes, and yeah. It's, it's so tough. Wow. And, and then, for the staggering number of, less than 1% of boys actually make it, which less is less than 1%. No, what, so it's really difficult. That's less than what I thought it It's really be. difficult from because you want them to put their all into it, to give themselves a chance of yeah. being on time. Yeah. Just, giving your all in the training session, listening to the coaches, like, be there at every session. But then, you could, I could never grumble to a parent who couldn't get the boy there every time because yeah. they might have a different mentality because, end of the day, you might get let down anyway, yeah. whether you've given everything every, or, yes. or 50%. Yeah. It's, it's oh, honestly, it's, heart, it's, heartbreak, it's isn't tough. It? Yeah. It's so tough. Because would you say it's the same now that, Women's football is obviously getting um, a lot more kind of support and funding. Would you say that even the female teams, there's this level of pressure, or do you think it's not quite got to that yet? I would like to say and think that it's not got there yet. To that pressure. But the the bigger women's football goes to, I think it it will get there. We're all seeing the the kind of top teams like your Man City's, Arsenal's and Manchester United's forming at the top of the table and um, they're always going to want the best players. Our ladies have done fantastic in in the Euros, World Cup coming up. The bigger it gets, the tougher it's it's going to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like you say, because sometimes when kind of we go to um, my little boy plays football and you're there on the Saturday and at the training and things and my biggest thing is I just want him to enjoy it that that's all kind mm. of it shouldn't be the pressure it shouldn't be just enjoy it but I've been to the uh, matches sometimes on a Saturday under sevens and some of the managers <laughs> honestly if, if honestly I and there's been times when I'm like next time he opens his mouth I'm going to go over and I'm going to tell him like that's not how you behave in front of like under sevens mm. but then you think oh my gosh, if that's how he behaves in front of all of these people, like on a pitch, yeah. what on earth must he be like in training? Because again, like, I'm not surprised that young kind of people decide that they don't want to be part of it. Because again, if you've got a coach that's just literally laying into you and not allowing you to mm. kind of make mistakes or, because that's another thing I think just with life generally, 
we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to, and I yeah. think it's it's a case of okay, what do you do to kind of you've made a mistake? How do we rectify mm. it? But for a six-year-old to then be, yeah, some of the things that I've I've kind of not right. I'm going to kind of go over. That's the way that. I, I I like to work like that. So yeah. some. Don't get me wrong, when I was a kid and growing up and being a teenager, that was the way I would have been coached yeah. because society was very different. It yeah. was like, you've got to show resilience and be tough. Yeah. That was great for me. Yeah. It helped me get to where I am today. It helped yes. me become a man before my time. Yeah. But that now in, a, in, in the role I've got, now I think, yeah, it's great that it was good for me. Yes. But I've got mates who I grew up with who were very good footballers, yeah. but... It wasn't good for them. No, no. Just because it's good for me doesn't mean it's good for them. So that's why I always try and be. Um, I try and have so many hats on when I'm with people. Yes. I, I want. I want a dad's hat on. I, yes. want, I want a parent's hat on. I want to. I want to see it through the the eye of the child. Yes. I want to be a cool head. Oh. I want to be able to be um, strict when when it yes, when it needs when to be. Need I just to, yeah. think you've got to have so many different caps. Yes. Yes. And, um, I like to be like that because I don't think the world... It wasn't like that when no, I was growing up. No, So, like I said, just because it was good for me, but it might not have been good for yes. my good friend Ruben, yeah, who yeah. played with me as a young boy. Yes, he yeah. He probably needed another another way to get more out of him. Yes, Kind yeah. of thing. So that's why I love working now and just thinking it's not right for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Nothing is perfect for everyone the way you Definitely. deal with them individually. Definitely. But it's just then you knowing... What, what this person needs. Yeah, it might be definitely. a kick up the bum. It, oh, might, oh, yeah, might, be, it might be an arm around them. Yeah. But it's just, um, yeah, someone like myself, or even yourself, being in a, in, a, in, a work, in a working area or environment, it's just knowing who's, who's there yeah. and what their personality is and what they need for the right time. Definitely, so, definitely. Um, what a great... And I think that also then shows the, um, what, the manager, what the manager's like because having that skill of being able to do that shows that when I suppose the difference between a good manager and a not so good manager because the ability to be able to have all those different hats I think is an incredible skill to have and mm. um, if you had the ability to go back to um, a young Aaron in his teens early 20s even and if you could give him a bit of information or tell him something that you think would have really helped at that moment in time that you didn't feel that way or you, you weren't aware of, is there something that you'd love to be able to go back mm. and, and tell him? Oh, <laughs> um, I think this, this might be kind of um, a contradiction to what I said earlier. So mm. I'll go back and tell a young Aaron Webster to be... For his football career, yeah. a little bit more single-minded. Yeah. Um, so that in the sense of, I played with lots of players coming in at Burton. I've been playing in loads of divisions above. They've earned loads more money than me. And then I train with them and think, you're not as good as me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, yeah. not to be horrible, but yeah. you haven't got my kind of skill or talent. And then it, then it then, then it'll just like be running around in my head. How comes these guys are have played high high yes. divisions and um, but I was never single minded so yes. it, it, don't get me wrong it helps my personality and where I yes. am now but yeah. um, that's why I like just saying to young boys now you don't be part of the team have a yeah. laugh in the 
having fun. These are experiences you're going yes. to remember forever. Yeah. But if you actually want to be the footballer who goes and earns 20 grand a week, whatever it is, yeah. sometimes you've got to know when to leave all that behind, the yes. fun and the jokes. Yes, and yeah. I, I didn't have that single-mindedness. I've yes. got no regrets at all. Yeah. Playing for Burton and being, living in the town for seven years has brought me my kind of um, family. Yes, my yeah. My kids, yes. my wife. Yes. But sometimes I do think, I should have enough money to retire off here, even, yes. though, I'm, even though I'm only young. Yes. Should have yeah. played at the top. Yes. But then all these players who I played with have played higher. I tell you, I didn't have their... their their single-mindedness yes and and just drive to look after themselves yes. that is not in my character yeah i just wish i had a little bit a little more, bit of, more it. of it yeah because yeah. like i said yeah. to you i just thought burton Albion was the world and yes yeah. it wasn't so yeah. even in my conversations these days where boys have been released i'm happy in saying do you know what it's, it might be burton Albion academy's decision but there's yeah. hundreds of clubs yeah. out there yeah definitely Opinions are going to differ. Definitely, definitely. And I want you to basically shut your fingers up to Burton and yeah, prove us wrong. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. That, that's why my, my love for the, the human, the, the boy, has got to outweigh Burton yeah. Albion. Don't get me wrong, Burton Albion give me a great platform yes. um, to work with and get to work with children Be and give, me this, this. Yeah, give yeah, me this opportunity. Yeah. But it's just the boys and the people where. Yeah. I'd love them all to come back and show, and prove Burton wrong. Yes, yeah. Because would you ever say you've witnessed, even in your own playing career, but also in your role now, have you actually seen somebody, how you've just pointed out, that is, is talented and skillful, but not necessarily as talented and skillful as another player, but they literally, like, train extra, they stay behind, they get the nutrition right, they work on their mindset, they kind of, they, they are really strict. And I'd probably say, as goes far as to say, maybe they need to be selfish as well. Mm. Would you say that you've seen that, that um, youngsters that actually have been more dedicated have actually overshone the person that's probably actually more skillful and talented? Do you, do you still see that yeah, today? Yeah, so one of the big cliche, one of the big sayings in football is, um, it's about work rate. Right, okay. So even that, lads will have different kind of abilities across ages, um, different skill sets, but it, generally it's the boys who work harder. Right, okay. Who actually go to go higher or wow. get more of an opportunity as they go along. Wow. You, you'll, you'll, you'll see different bits of someone who, I don't know, he likes to drink, likes to chase yes. skills, and yes. he's got amazing abilities. Some will slip through the so net kind yes, of thing, yeah. but the structure of football is so different to what it was years ago yeah. now. And yeah. um, sometimes, um, I remember someone said to me, I used to like going to Derby on a Friday shopping, yes. yeah. paid. Yeah. Um, I'd walk around Westfield yeah. and um, <laughs> <laughs> just spending my wages. Yeah. But I'd have a game on a Saturday. And I remember yeah. one time I was asked, um, so the person you're playing against, what do you think he did on a Friday? And I, my answer was probably rested. And I was like, yeah, probably right. Yeah. So that got in my head. I've, I've walked around Derby for three hours, yeah. covered 15,000 steps. Yeah. And then the yeah. next day I've got to go up against someone who, who hasn't covered any steps. Yeah. He's, he's drank loads of water and he's got loads of rest. Yeah. So that comparison of yeah. where where my body's yeah. at and he and he yeah. is, and I'll, I'll say that 
that that's life and football where yeah. that that I wasn't setting myself up well to go and play better than him. Yes, yeah. In my mind, I was happy. Yes, yeah. Because I was shopping and I was doing yes, what I wanted. Yeah. But actually, for physicality, yeah, someone I was up against was one step ahead of me. Yeah. And I think that's a big message with football. You've got to try and stay one step. Ahead. It's not even just football, it's life. Yeah. Try and be one step ahead of everybody. Yeah, but even if, I suppose that's the key point though, in that life's not guaranteed for any of us. No, not And so. you enjoyed that Friday shopping. <laughs> um, and that was your happiness at that moment in time, that created you happiness. Yeah. And, and, and nobody's to say to you that mm. that's wrong. Mm. I suppose the only difference is if you want to be a professional footballer, yeah. that happiness with regards to anything else, you've got to be willing to let, let mm. go. Mm. And I suppose with regards to a lot of um, footballers, the fact that they have to pretty much train on Christmas Day, they have to, and people might see the wages, but actually, do they truly enjoy it, having to leave their family, not being able to be there, at times that are probably the birth of your children, if you've got an important... So again, I think it's people having to make that choice to go, I'm willing to leave everything behind mm. to get that goal. And if that's what they want to do, brilliant. Mm. But actually, if somebody goes... And I think that's another thing with the young kids, to go, if actually you enjoy playing football and going and playing for a, a lower league down, but you get to have a life as well, actually, if that's the right thing for you, don't kind of build this Premier League team up yeah. to be something yeah. if it's actually not going to make you happy because mm. ultimately I suppose that's what you want for anybody is for them to have a happy life for the short time that we mm. are here. Um, is there anything else, I suppose before we um, end the conversation, is there anything else that you'd say you'd like to say to any young people or footballers? I know you've, you've covered so much in the chat, so there's probably nothing else that you could uh, pretty much say, um, but that you wanted to kind of highlight to anybody or I suppose it's just an open question that... Um, just just a, a message from me is just enjoy your life. Yeah. Try and be happy. Yeah. Be kind to people. Yeah. Um, love family life yeah. i think these are all things that really resonate and what are important for me yes yeah um, talk yeah great one yeah great don't one. don't isolate yourself even if it's positive or negative keep yeah. people close and share your thoughts with people and Definitely. you never know if someone can help you just by by just talking or just listening Brilliant. um just try and enjoy and make make whatever you're doing be better for yourself yes yeah if, if you want to be rich if it's not a problem if money drives you yeah. it might make you give more effort into yes. doing something that's what i say to yeah. players yeah i always say what what do you why do you want to be a footballer is yeah. it because of the girls the clothes the houses the cars the money yeah. some of them are scared to say money yeah and i say why yeah so oh, because of, I don't want you to think I'm just doing it for the money. I said it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. As long as you've got one thing that's really driving you. Yeah, yeah. And even if that passion is money, you've yeah. still got to work your socks so, yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be a reason. Yeah, there, there has, there's something that's <laughs> got to like, yes, definitely. And it might be they want to be the best at their craft, which yeah. again, is yeah. great. Yeah, um, it could be to make the families yeah, proud. Yeah, just, yeah, something. Just, yeah, I just, I just want people to enjoy their lives and um, 
just be as happy as possible. And if they can't be happy, just make sure you're not alone. And yes, speak. what an amazing kind of way to end. I know that this chat will be kind of received by so many young people, hopefully not just footballers, but generally the things that you've talked about, I think are so important with regards to ultimately, I suppose, what well good's all about, which is thinking good, doing good, to ultimately feel good because mm. that's all what we, we want to do. And just to end the fact that we're obviously having this chat um, and the beauty of conversation and like you said, anybody out there that needs to talk, um, no matter what it is, just share with somebody, no matter who it is, because um, yeah, we don't want anybody to be alone. So no, thank you for sharing that brilliant advice. Um, and we wish you all the best with regards to your role as player care lead at Burton Albion. We hope it's kind of not kind of as challenging as uh, <laughs> it probably can sometimes be, but having you there to support in, in the way that you can is, is brilliant. So thank, thank you. you for sharing your experience. Hey, thanks for having me. You're welcome. This show is part of Microbrew Radio, Burton on Trent's community radio station. You can hear this and plenty of other shows over on microbrewradio.com. Find our app on the iOS or Android stores, or just say Alexa, play Micro Brew Radio. And if you like what you hear, please let us know on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks.